o'clock. Thanks for joining us, Pyle. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Always appreciate you hanging out with us. Good to be back after a couple of days. Though it's good to be off for a couple of days as well. Did you do anything fun or just sort of chilled? Yeah, we just chilled out around here, which is okay. A little, little staycations. Never a bad thing. New. No. So, how are things while I was gone? Because I'll be honest, I'm. I don't. I don't listen. I just don't. I know there. Are, That's fair. Uh, I know there are PDs that and would listen. I'm off, but I'm still going to listen. I'm not one of those guys. I because it shows the trust I have, in in whoever's doing the show that you guys are going to do a great job. And why? Why do I? What am I going to text you? Why you should be talking about this? No. You should know what we should be talking about. We uh, we learned yesterday since Kansas State's going to the uh, Pop-Tart Bowl, the preferred Pop-Tart choice of Wyatt Thompson is the strawberry. However... Ooh, ooh I, got, I, got a, I got a text Wyatt about that. Really? Well, he did also say, though, that it's probably been many a decade <laughs> since he has had a Pop-Tart. So... Uh, there's there's that brown sugar cinnamon man that was he said that was good too there was a period of time where that's what i had in the morning that was the the fuel the broadcast the fuel for the broadcast day i remember you had like a box uh, in your little cabinet there next yeah. to your next to your chair and then my wife says you know you know sweetheart you know that's maybe not the best thing to start out the day with yeah probably not and then I, I transitioned to Cliff Bars, and they're okay. I'll be honest. I, I know for all the outdoorsy folks, that's a big thing. Um, I like Pop-Tarts about as much as I like. I like Pop-Tarts way better than Cliff Bars. Right. They're okay. They're all right. I'll, I'll say this, um, and, you know, I look forward to your letters. Uh, the Cliff Bar, I might as well eat rocks. <laughs> Some of them are okay. Right. Like the, the the brownie one, the chocolate chip one, they're okay. They're fine. I I liked them. I didn't sure. dislike them. But man, I, I was I was pining for my brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts. So I have since transitioned to oatmeal. So oatmeal is that's that's the the way I start the day is with oatmeal. But uh, for for a long long time it was pop tarts, brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts, man. Yep. And a big old diet Pepsi. So I'm trying yep. to be a little better about. That kind of stuff. It's good now in moderation. It's, good now in, it's oatmeal and tea. <laughs> yes, good good in moderation. Still enjoy uh, some Diet Pepsi. Still enjoy the occasional Pop-Tart. But uh, I, I would... Is, so why are they getting... Are they are they getting like some boxes of Pop-Tarts? I would think that they I would... I think be, that have Pop-Tarts. I think I've that is text part him of the... I've got to text him and ask him, are you guys getting Pop-Tarts? I think that... If in you know instead of the Gatorade bath, they do the Pop Tart bath. <laughs> Dump a whole you know thing of Pop Tarts in the wrapper still. But it's got to be it's got to be in a big be a giant box though, right? Like the Gatorade container, it's got to be a giant box exactly of Pop Tarts that they dump on the winning couch. Be great. 
if I'm the winning coach, I'll, I'll take, I'd rather have the Pop-Tarts. It's not like going to get wet. I'm just going to get pelted with the Pop-Tarts. Right. <laughs> and I can grab someone and take them along, you know, for the celebration in the locker room. There you go. It is a wide about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. So if you uh, have something you'd like to complain about today, got something to grouse about it, uh, get it off your chest, uh, and you could win maybe a delicious bottle of lavender wine. Ooh. Of course, they have the, the all your uh, Talon Wine has all your favorites, great Riesling, you name it, um, and it's a perfect holiday gift as well. The Talon Wine. And so make sure if you're doing your holiday shopping, get some Talon wine today. You're going to have a chance to win a bottle of Talon wine. If you've got something you want to complain about today from the world of sports or just your daily life, anything you, Cake, would like to get off your chest today. Yes, actually. Um, I've got, and I I was holding on to this one because I think there was a wine about it Wednesday. I was here for not that long ago. Can't remember. But neither here nor there. I was out at the uh, the mall, and you know, shopping at the mall this time of year, it's always a little nutty. I get it. But I was walking in, and I was the only one walking towards the door, or so I thought. So it was the, you know, the automatic sliding doors, but then closer to where I was walking in, right next to it was the pull door. Okay. So there's a guy behind me. He is way behind and also to the left of me. So his path of least resistance is through the automatic doors, whereas mine is the pull-open door. Okay. For some reason, this guy not only, like, catches up, but veers to his right... So that now he is directly behind me. And now I have to open the door for him because I'm not going to be a jerk. Whereas he could have just as easily gone through the automatic <laughs> doors. But he decided that he wanted me to open the door for him for whatever reason. Okay. So I was like, all right. And I opened the door. He's like, hey, thanks, buddy. Walks in front of me through the other pull open door. Or it might have been a push. Either way. Walk straight and straight ahead, doesn't hold the door open for me. Thanks, buddy. I'm like, and he's carrying like a bag. So I'm like, dude, you the the auto slide door is right there. You didn't have we did not have to do this little dance here. We could have both gone in and totally nope. He walked right behind me, made me hold the door open. Well, he didn't make me, but but I'm not gonna. But I'm the kind of guy. You're coming in. I see you. I'll I'll hold the door sure, open. Sure, you're you're a fine That's gentleman. A, Parents raised you right. It's a courtesy thing. He just walked straight through. Did just kept going. Walked in. Didn't. I'm wow. Like, okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, Thanks. And then, as I'm walking in, there's these two guys, and they were very clearly mall walkers who I see them, and they're, you know, perpendicular to me. So that, so I'm going the one way, and they're going across. They stop, turn around, do a lap around me, like a circle, like vultures, 
get really close to me and and continue on. So they they went out of their way to like circumnavigate me. And I'm just I'm I just sort of stopped. I'm like, am I is there a gas leak somewhere that everyone wants to be near me? Like, am I just radiating that sort of you just have that kind of magnetic personality? Magnetic, like everyone wants to just like veer into me or circle me. Like, what is going on here? Come on. I know we're not doing the whole social distancing thing anymore, but give me a little bit of just just a little bit of space. Just I'm not asking for much. I'm just asking, like, don't walk into me or, you know, don't get close to me in a public space like that where there's plenty of room. Don't stand too close to you. Exactly. The sequel to that police song. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, See, yesterday we had to go, had to go to Walmart and we're in the meat area. Right. Husband and wife standing there and where where Kendall wanted to get to get, I don't know, hamburger or whatever. These people are standing there. And they're staring. They're just <laughs> staring at the meat. Like, uh, do they expect it to come to life? Do they expect it to reassemble into a cow? I Have don't they know. never seen meat before? Like, I, I don't know. They were just standing there staring at it. And then <laughs> we're kind of like, do you think you could slide down? A foot so we can get what we need. Because now you, you have to have that moment where you're awkwardly like reaching in yeah. around them. And it, it was just and then when we when you know moved up there, it was kind of like, oh, how dare what what is this? How is this? dare yeah. you? How you how dare you intrude into our staring at the hamburger? And we waited like a good 15, 20 seconds, stood there. Thinking they're gonna go. Oh, sorry. Our apologies. We'll, my bad. We'll, we'll slide down. Well, they just stand there. And no, my bad. I didn't see that. I'm just, st- just staring at it, and I'm not sure what they were expecting to see happen. Now, here's here's the follow up question. Mm-hmm. Did you look and stare and notice something worth staring at? No. Something that was no. clearly out of the like maybe the maybe the cow was coming back to life. No, no, there was none of that. No. It was just packages of hamburger. Because when I when I see people like staring at something, I can't help but also kind of stare to be like, what the heck's going on here? I just think that they were in that, but we don't know what we want. We don't know what we want to get today. I don't know what I want to do. I when when we go when we go to any store, mm-hmm. thanks to my my beautiful, lovely, organized wife. She she could have led, she could have led zero dark thirty. <laughs> there is a military precision to what we do, <laughs> which I love. Which has always been the, like the old knock about you know men are hunters and you know and, and women just like to go around and look and, that, and she likes to shop. I mean when right. when it's like if she's going to a clothes store or something, of course she just likes to shop. But when we go to a place like Walmart. It is with military precision. <laughs> you, we you, go here. We get that. I when we go to go through self checkout. Here's what I do. Here's what she does. It's like MacArthur, you know. It you, is you've there, got- it is, yeah, exactly. It it is along. It is along the lines of Zero Dark Thirty or D Day. In terms of how we go about doing stuff, and when there are people that that are just kind of standing around, don't I don't know what I want to do today. It becomes a very, 
we we become sl- more than slightly annoyed. It's like if you don't know what you want, fine, but get the hell out of the way of everybody else that does. Right? Seriously, just just out of the way. Just a little shuffle. Just what? a little little, little, little shuffle, shuffle away. It's a ludicrous song, which I can't say. Uh, <laughs> Move out of the way. Move. Move. Get out the way. Get yeah. out the way. That song, that song is a familiar refrain at times in the Davis household. I say that one in traffic. When, when it's like, come on, people. Come on. If you if you don't know what you're, okay, if you're, just slide over. Just, just slide over a foot so we can get what we need. Right. And if you want to stand there and stare at the hamburger, waiting for the prices to go down, or what, whatever you're hoping is going to happen in that that magical moment for you, then fine. But get out of everybody else's way. That's all I'm asking. And see, indecisive so, people drive me nuts on a, on a completely different level. But just... At the store. It's if like, you want to be indecisive, fine, but don't be indecisive and, and stop everybody else from doing what they're there to do. But, Couldn't uh, agree more. But I but I love I love when we go to the store. It is well organized. It is boom, boom, boom. We are in. We are out. There was a guy yesterday. Okay. Here Very we go. Quick. Self-checkout. Oh, jeez. Guy that looked like he could be poster guy for Hipster Colorado and Oh god! Like like every piece of gear you could possibly buy at at REI or some Patagonia, you name it, North Face. It, and I think I think dude might have uh, been enjoying our uh, state's uh, legalized green product. Ah, because some oregano. Because for some reason, he had a six pack like of Gatorade. Okay, you know the the plastic holder thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes each bottle out. Of the plastic. And scans each and every bottle. Oh, you idiot. That's not how that works. And then he puts them back in. And then I don't know what he was. We had a shopping cart full of food. Oh, my God. He had like the six pack of Gatorade, a couple of other things. I don't know. No, you see, he's a moron. Probably probably a a few, like two or three other items. We were done about the same time he was done. And see, he's he's a total moron because the six pack charges as a six-pack so him pulling out each bottle the scanner he's bought six (laughs) bottles yes but he scanned it as if it's six six packs which is like you're sick yes six times as much money on gate and at that point, you might as well just go back into the aisle and just pick up like six more six packs (laughs) but stuff them in your car dude dude was moving at a pace that made you think Okay, that guy. That guy was. That guy hit the vape before he came into Walmart. Did you ever? Uh, <laughs> did you ever see the uh, Disney film Zootopia? Uh, no, I have not. I'm there's, familiar with it, but I've not seen it. No. There is a scene where the characters have to go to the DMV, and the joke is on us because it's a you know, it's an allegory for society, and the sloths are running the DMV. <laughs> okay, I've se- I have seen that you scene. You see, yeah, yeah. So that's w- w- what I imagine this gentleman doing, like yeah. meticulously scanning. And again, he's an idiot. Because you, <laughs> you, you don't take it out of the and then pack. And then he would, I'm, I'm standing there because I'm, I'm handing stuff to Ken and I'm looking over this guy. And, <laughs> and it's like, he would look at each one, stare at it and go, beep. Oh my God. Next one. Beep. 
dude was high. That's all I can say. That's all I can, the only conclusion I can come to. 716. There you go. There's uh, some grist for the mill. A uh, conversation starter today for Wine and on Wednesday. A uh, couple things to get to. Um, first off, uh, condolences going out to uh, to to Jim Pirano's uh, widow, Rita Pirano, uh, Mike and Chris as well, uh, the Pirano family, uh, the passing of Jim Pirano. I know uh, it's Ben Schwartz who, who played for Jim down in Alamosa. Ben shared it on Facebook that... Uh, that uh, Jim had passed away. If you're not familiar with Jim, he uh, had football coach at Mesa State. He was also the athletic director, took them to the 1990 state championship, uh, the, N- the NAI national championship game, I should say. Uh, he uh, also was coach at Adams State prior to coming to town, coached at Central High School as well, and um, and was also a member of the 1984 BYU national championship uh, football coaching, st- that national title team. Uh, he was part of the coaching staff. For Lavelle Edwards back in 1984, but uh, our condolences going out to uh, Jim Perano and his family, um, you know, and to Jim Perano's family for the passing of, of Jim, and also uh, we'll talk more about it coming up in um, what's happening in just a moment, but also uh, uh, Tom Arrington, San Jack coach, stepping down to deal with a serious back injury, and so uh, Tom Arrington uh, no longer the coach uh, of the baseball program in San Jack, also no longer their athletic director as well, so some of the Things to get to, and Nikola Jokic got tossed last night as well. Which, to be, to be fair, yeah. I did not know a hundred percent why he got tossed. Yeah, and, and even even Joker's going. Yeah, probably for what I said, I probably deserve to get tossed. I think he should have, because he he dropped the mother father on him. Except he didn't say father. Um, it was something else. No, he he said something else. He dropped the f bomb twice, but the. The one was directed to the official, hey, mother, father, why don't you call that fatherly foul? <laughs> it's time for what's happening. What's happening? All right, Nuggets star Nikola Jokic was ejected for the second time this season, but Denver once again found a way to win without him and a 114-106 win at Chicago Tuesday night. Jokic was ejected in the first half after an official stated he used obscene language after a no call of what Jokic thought was a foul. Jokic was also tossed in the Nuggets when at Detroit previously. He finished with four points, nine rebounds, and six assists. Reggie Jackson led Denver with five threes and 25 points. As the Nuggets moved to 16-9, and nine, they are tied for third in the Western Conference. Now on the team, the Avalanche score off against Buffalo at Ball Arena. For a game at 7.30, Connor McGahee will join us at 8.40 this morning. Former Mesa State College football coach and athletic director Jim Perano has died. Perano was 80 years old, and there's no word on the cause of death. He guided the Mavericks to the 1990 RMAC title in the NAI National Championship game. Perano previously was the head football coach and athletic director at Adams State before coming to Grand Junction. He was also the head football coach at Central High School and a member of the coaching staff of the 1984 BYU National Championship football team. Perano was also previously in charge of officials for Mountain West Conference baseball. Once again, our condolences going out to the Perano family this morning, San Jacinto, Texas baseball coach Tom Arrington is stepping down as the school's head coach. A Houston area TV station reported that uh, Arrington is resigning as the baseball coach and the school's athletic director to deal with a serious back injury. Arrington has brought San Jack to 15 Juco World Series in Grand Junction. It was inducted into the NJCA Hall of Fame in 2018. CMU uh, Maverick men's basketball team is climbing up the rankings. The latest NABC Division II coaches poll. The Mavs were ranked uh, 8th in the country uh, and 14th in the D2 CSE poll. They play Adams State Friday, then take a trip to Las Vegas for a showdown with 5th-ranked West Texas A&M. Our coverage 
of uh, the women's uh, team against Adam State starts at 315 on Friday, followed by the men right here on the team, CMU Sports Network. Colorado Mesa men's basketball team announced two signees for next season, 6'4 Argyle Texas high school guard Jason Demsher and 6'6 Bear Creek uh, high forward Milik uh, Jallo signed their letters of intent to play for the Mavericks in 2024. Demsher averaged 13 points per game last season, was a member of a state championship team. As a freshman, Jallo was a 6A honorable mention All-State player last season and is averaging 23 points per game this season. Cutterman Mesa redshirt senior defender Raymond Jackson has been named to the United Soccer Coaches Association All-South Central Regional Team. Jackson played and started in all 19 matches this season for the Mavericks. He was also selected to the D2 CCA second team All-South Central Regional Team last month. And the Cutterman Mesa volleyball team plays four players on the College Sports Communicators All-District Academic Team. Mavs Riley Doherty, Hannah Johnson, Sydney Leffler, and Sabrina Vandalist all made the team with GPAs that are 3.50 or higher. And that's a look at... What's happening? And it's brought to you by our friends at ComWest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow with things like a new business phone system, surveillance, network support, PC and server support, and backup and disaster recovery. Call them today at ComWest, 970-242-8142, or go to ComWestCorp.com. Coming up next, Palisade boys basketball coach Corey Hitchcock will preview the Bulldogs uh, tournament, which actually starts tomorrow at a Palisade High School. That's coming up next. It's a wine about a Wednesday with Talon Wine. Text or call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Get in the huddle with Palisade Boys basketball coach Corey Hitchcock on the team. And Corey Hitchcock brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Palisade Getting ready to host their Winter Classic Basketball Tournament for Boys and Girls. Corey Hitchcock joins us. Good morning, Corey. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for uh, having me. Always great to talk with you. And before we talk about the Winter Classic, congratulations to a couple of your players. Hunter Howard uh, had 40 points, 13 assists, and Fred Moore, 24 points and 15 rebounds at the the Meeker uh, White River Shootout Tournament. Uh, Good performances by both those players named to the all-tournament team. Yeah, you know, I thought... uh... They did. An, they had an incredible weekend, and thought we had a couple more guys that could have possibly made that team as well. Uh, so uh, overall, I thought it was a good team performance. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, year two gets a little more comfortable for Bones uh, playing in a role that I'm asking him to do, and then Fred, you know, he's really grown a lot uh, since uh, since I got here, and it's been fun watching his growth. And but I thought, you know, we had a lot of guys. Carter Haywood had a good weekend last weekend. Lane Rappelius played well last weekend. Uh, Cyrus did some good things. So we had a lot of guys that stepped up and did some things that might not have got the recognition, but it was an ultimate team effort. Great Scott, coach of the Palisade Bulldogs boys basketball team, 3-3 three and three right now. You dropped those first two, uh, Corey, at the way you're challenged to Moffat County and Castleview, but then rattled off uh, three straight victories at that final game against Basalt, the way you're challenged, and then, Sirocco and Mancos, and then uh, losing to Windsor Charter Academy. But what's been the, the difference from those first two games to, to when he won on that three-game winning streak? Uh, well, a couple of things. Uh, first off, I think that we're doing a uh, a better job of 
utilizing each other as a team and not making it so difficult for us to score. We've been able to put up points the last couple of games um, because we've just been playing together. And I think, you know, obviously our transition has been a lot better. So it's freed up uh, some stuff for us, but allowed us some opportunities in, in the fast break. Obviously our defense has gotten better, which has helped us get our, get some uh, offensive transition buckets as well. I think our defense has gotten a lot better since that opening weekend. Uh, and then also, you know, the first weekend we we were terrible when it came to rebounding. Uh, we gave up too many offensive rebounds in that first weekend. I thought we did a great job this past weekend of really getting a body on someone, boxing them out, uh, and limiting the other team's second chance points uh, and opportunities that they were getting. You mentioned uh, Carter Hayward, the, the freshman, who's averaging uh, just under nine points per game for you, and we had a big game and one of those games at the at the Meeker tournament. Uh, uh, you got to be thrilled with what you're seeing from him. Now six games into his uh, freshman campaign, a third-leading scorer, he's uh, uh, kind of take us through his development uh, as a freshman to this point in time. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, whenever there's a freshman, there's going to be some growing things, and we're okay with that. Uh, but I think that he's done a good job of he's he's coachable. He wants to get great. He, he wants to be great. He asks a lot of questions. He's always putting in extra time after practice or in the morning before school, getting on the gun, getting shots up. Uh, you know, he's he's probably one of our uh, most uh, dedicated guys as far as when it comes to work. He, he's always watching film. He leads our team in film minutes right now, so I know he's putting the time on that as well. Uh, but, you know, I think the biggest thing I've asked him to learn how to play off the ball, and that's kind of been uh, an adjustment for him, and so it's been fun watching him be able to do that and kind of still impact the game and scoring. And, and then we're just challenging him to do some things defensively that he hasn't really had to do before. Um, and so uh, he's, he's really taking on that challenge as well, trying to uh, really fine-tune that area of his game and, and uh, really step up and help us contribute on both ends of the floor. But uh, he, he's done a lot of good things. I've been really uh, impressed with uh, overall with, with just how coachable he is and how, how bad he wants to be. Uh, great in, in, the, in the work that he's willing to put in to, to get to that point. Well, had a uh, season high career best right at the moment, 19 points against uh, Sirocco. So uh, off to a good start, Carter Hayward, the freshman for Palisade. We're talking with Bulldogs boys basketball coach Corey Hitchcock as the Palisade Winter Classic gets underway tomorrow out of Palisade High School. And I, one of the things that's great about this tournament is the, that everybody, all the local teams, boys and girls, are, are playing in this tournament and you open up with uh, with a Montezuma Cortez team, Corey. That's that's three and one right now. Uh, kind of take us through what you know about uh, the Panthers. Yeah, I mean they're just like us. You know, they're they're fast. They're, they're little. They're not as, they're not as big as some of the teams that we will face. They'll be, you know, it'll be a. I, I consider it a track meet. <laughs> so I'm hoping our guys can stay poised and in control and and not get caught up with the the running uh, constantly and be able to control some possessions, but. You know, Cortez is going to be well coached. They can shoot it. Uh, they got a, a guard, uh, Tay Week, that's really, really good. That, uh, you know, does a good job getting into the paint, getting to the free throw line. So we're going to, have to do a really good job of uh, keeping him contained and, and protecting the perimeter and, and also protecting the paint and not not letting uh, these guys get their free throw line for some easy buckets. But, uh, you know, we were working hard this week on, on our defense rotations and what we're, we're trying to do this week. And the guys have been buying in and working their butts off. And, been happy with their effort, and uh, it, it should be a fun, exciting game. And uh, Tayweed also had a really good season for Montezuma Cortez in the football field as well. Palisade scores off against uh, Montezuma Cortez, seven thirty 
uh, coming up uh, tomorrow night out at uh, the Palisade Winter Classic at Palisade High School. Uh, the boys' schedule starts at 4.30 tomorrow with Delta and Fruit of Monument. We'll talk with uh, Michael Wells coming up in a few minutes, and then Rob Ames is going to join us tomorrow on the program. Central and Silver Creek at 4.30, and then uh, Mead Grand Junction at uh, 7.30 in both uh, the auxiliary and, and main gym out at uh, Palisade High School. There's also the, the girls' tournament uh, that gets underway tomorrow as well. Sand Creek against Fruit of Monument at 3 o'clock. Also at that same time, Central Devlin. Mead and Delta at 5 o'clock, and then Palisade against Grand Junction at 5 o'clock uh, in the girls' portion of the Palisade Winter Classic. Uh, great weekend of basketball gets started tomorrow out of Palisade High School. Hey, Corey, I always appreciate the time. Thank you so much for, for coming on this morning and on short notice, and uh, happy holidays, my friend, and Merry Christmas. Yeah, thanks for having us, and I'm looking forward to crowning a Boys and Girls Champion this weekend. I love the fact that we do a real bracket, and so it makes it exciting basketball all weekend, so if you're out there, come out and watch some basketball if you're if you're bored on the weekend. All right. <laughs> if, you're, if you're tired of Christmas shopping, get out and watch some basketball at the Palisade Winter Classic. Corey, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You guys have a good day. You too. Take care. Corey Hitchcock, Palisade Boys basketball coach, with us uh, on the program this morning. All right. Uh, 733, Jim along with cake today. So why about a Wednesday with Talon Wine? Something you want to get off your chest today. Text or call us 970-242-1340. All right, we mentioned last night uh, Nikola Jokic getting tossed for the, the second time already this season. Got tossed uh, in the uh, the win at Detroit when Denver was on the road. Last night they were in Chicago. They they went at 114 to 106. But Jokic tossed in the first half after he used what was described as obscene language after a no call on what Jokic thought was a foul. Well, if you're wondering, what did he say? Well, it starts uh, with an M. It, it does start with an M. It's then call your followed by something. Then you call call your your mother, and then um, you know. Apparently, that this is what happened. That that uh, Jokic second injection, by the way, in three weeks. So so keep that in mind. Uh, Musa Dogger was the official that that tossed him that. Jokic turned to Dogger after missing a reverse layup and uh, after the Bulls center made contact with Jokic, Jokic thought it should have been a foul call. He voiced his displeasure. Dogger allowed the Bulls fast break to conclude, waited for a stoppage in play, assessed Jokic a technical, and then tossed him from the game. The technical, that's one thing, and that's, you know, that's fine. Now that we know the context... Give him a tech, but but like to <laughs> but Jokic agree that he should have been ejected. He's like, yeah, it's I mean, I'll, well, then I'll go to bat for him and say, should have gotten a tech? Yeah. Tossed? No. He goes, sometimes what I said is not even a technical. So what is it? So it is what it is. I crossed the line. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to give you crap for that. Sorry about that. I forgot that was on. I, I reverse Belsky'd myself. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you got to the bottom of the cup, man. Thank you. I'll make, make it even. I'll... There, there we go. go. No, I, I want to make it even. I want to make it fair. Because I do that sometimes, too. Uh, yeah, so, Jokic said, I crossed the line, but sometimes that word doesn't cross the line. But it does when you call the official that, though. That's where I... Nicola, you... You may hate the call, not like or like the fact. You may hate the fact it was a no call, 
But you just you can't say that directly to the official. You just you just right. can't. Just can't do it. So after the game, Michael Malone, a little post Malone here on uh, the Joker getting tossed. Especially I tossed him, you know, and he asked me, did you hear what he said? I said, I did not. And uh, I will not use the phrase that Nicola uh, reportedly used, you know, but he just felt uh, the language that was used uh, warranted an ejection. And when I heard what he said, I said, I don't understand the problem because my grew up, that was a term of endearment in my house. <laughs> I love my oh, slight father, Brendan. I mean, they, yeah, they were, uh, the Malone family's a colorful family. But, hey, uh, MF. <laughs> hey, what are you doing over there, mf -er? But the official did not appreciate being called that. Did not grow up in the Malone household. No. Nope. Not okay with that. There's a little more Michael Malone on, on the Nuggets. Once again, getting it done like they did in Detroit when Jokic got tossed. They get it done last night. Reggie Jackson with a big game, 25 points for Denver. Here's... Michael Malone on the win over the Bulls. Do you feel like you've been able to learn something about this team sort of in those moments without him since it's been a few times now? Yeah, I'm starting to think he's overrated. You know, <laughs> that, we, that we don't really need him as much. Like we said at halftime, like we're, we're not just content to be here. You know, uh, we have an expectation to win the game no matter who's playing. And uh, I, I felt, you know, CB off the bench, Julian off the bench, Justin, Peyton, DeAndre, nine points, ten rebounds, two blocks. Um, so a lot of guys stepped up. Um, and that's what you need when you have that many starters out. Um, so proud of our group. You know, hopefully this is something that we can build on. We go home for three in a row at home. Uh, we got to find a way to get back to winning at, uh, at home at a high level coming off that Houston loss. And hopefully this gives us some confidence that we can win a lot of different ways on the road with a talented deep group like we have. All right. The Nuggets, by the way, they're 5-1 they're and one when it's uh, the second leg of a back-to-back. -back. So they've been really good in that situation. And for the second time here in just, what, roughly 24 games, they've lost Nikola Jokic to an ejection. They have found a way to win. Mentioned a big game last night from Reggie Jackson. Five threes, 25 points. Aaron Gordon had 14 points, seven boards, six assists. Also got a good performance from Michael Porter Jr. last night. Fastest player in franchise history to 500 career threes for the 17-point night last night. And Nuggets bench played well. Christian Brown had a good game. Julian Strother. But Jokic, before he uh, was tossed, uh, four points, nine rebounds, and six assists. The Nuggets are currently tied for third in the Western Conference at 16-9, by the way. So uh, you also have the Avalanche, the uh, ice skating brethren of of the Denver Nuggets, who uh, they score off tonight at Ball Arena against the Buffalo Sabres. They get the win against Calgary the other night. Miko Rantanen got it going finally, scoring a goal the other night. And Miko Rantanen had this to say, and you guys talked about it yesterday, but yes. here's, here's the actual audio from, from uh, Miko Rantanen about a player's father criticizing what he did or didn't do in the offseason. It was good, you know, and, and uh, there's actually one thing where I got a lot of extra energy. You know, one of our senior NHL players' dad was talking about the media that I didn't train last summer like I used to do, and, and uh, he was just making making things up. So I think that was that was for him, you know. Uh, if, you, if you talk, it's going to come back at you. So. Okay, it wasn't just some Finnish player's dad. It was Arturi Lekkonen's yeah. dad, his teammate's dad, who criticized Rantanen's off-season schedule. He says that, and Rantanen says, like, his relationship with Arturi's fine. It's 
That's not the problem. And I bet you Arturi is calling his dad like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, and Randon scored his first goal in 10 games in, in the win against Calgary. And, you know, first, first goal in quite some time uh, that, that he scored this season. And, you know, both players are, are, are from Finland. Lekkonen's out right now with the neck injury, but obviously they're hoping to get, get him back in the near future. And uh, Randon said, everything is okay. It's just a Finnish journalist who happens to be Arturi's dad. So he is not just his dad. He is, he's a journalist. So I have nothing. Me and Art are really good buddies, have been forever. We're great teammates. I love them. There's nothing between us. I think it's just a journalist questioning my professionalism and lying about my whereabouts in the summer. I think that's what pushed me over the edge a little bit. Nothing between me and Lekkonen. Everybody's good, and I'm ready to put it behind us. So apparently his father felt that uh, Brandon was not not working out the way he should, not being committed to the game the way he, sh- the way he should in the offseason, and that's why he's had the slow start that he's had. And again, if you're Arturi Lekkonen, you're calling your dad and be like, my guy, I've already got a broken deck. I don't need anything else going wrong right now. I need you to shut up. D- difficult spot because if his dad's a reporter, his dad covers hockey for Finland. And his dad feels like, you know, that there's questions about the offseason dedication. I, I feel bad for Arturi Lekkonen here because it puts him in the bad spot. Yeah. Of this guy's my teammate, my friend. You're my dad, and now you've made made this. At the moment, it doesn't seem like it's a problem, but the potential is there to create some problems internally for the Avalanche. But also, Arturi Lekin's dad, if he's he's a journalist, he's covering it. He has the right to report what he wants to, and if it's an opinion. Okay, that's his opinion. But if you look at it, fuels the fire of Miko Randon, so be it. I'm sure. If, I'm sure the Arturi's like, "Hey, Dad, can can you let this go now? Okay, please, let's let this go." All right, uh, it is time for sound check. By the way, Avalanche Sabers tonight. We'll talk with Connor McGay. He uh, at eight forty this morning. We'll have it on the team tonight at seven thirty. It's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something we've maybe or maybe not mentioned about Joker getting tossed last night. It was Serbian Heritage Night (laughs) in Chicago. So the uh, Bulls TV announcer crew, they had some thoughts on Joker getting tossed last night. Jokic, underneath, he nearly got it to go. Vucevic, the rebound. I thought he was fouled, too. He's got to know. It seemed that Jokic's arguing with the officials down there. No no rim protection. The technical foul was called by Musa Dagger. KCP gets the shooting foul. I saw the official kind of point as if he was ejecting Jokic from the game. That can't be right, can it? Did he get ejected from the game? Wow. 
This happened against the Pistons a few weeks back as well for Come Denver. On. Now listen. Oh, that, listen, that's that terrible. Seems, that's, that's, that doesn't that's seem excessive. fair at all. That that's excessive. excessive. That's excessive. Yeah, I, uh, I give, the guy, give the guy a tech. He, he should have got a tech shot there. He should have got fouled. But to eject the guy, come on now. That, I, I the mean, people didn't come to see the officials. Let's just be honest. They came to see the players. He's one of the players that people came to see. Give him a tech. He, he earns that. He's a two-time MVP. He earned the right to be able to communicate. Now, see, that was before we knew what Joker actually said. I don't think LeBron James would get away with calling a ref an MF. But also, you never know. I, I just... Maybe, you know I what just, it is? He crossed the line. You Maybe know what it's, it is? It's the accent. Because <laughs> getting called that from a <laughs> from a Slavic accent probably sounds a little bit more scary than an American accent. And so the ref was probably like, I'm scared. Get him out of here, please. Just think you can't. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want say it, man. seven foot two Serbian man. You just can't call an official... No, you, you can't. You just can't. You can't. Uh, Ismo Lekinen, by the way, the father of our Arturi, uh-huh. it was in an interview on Finnish TV. He's the coach of uh, of a hockey team in, in the professional league in, in Finland. I don't believe he is a reporter, at least what I'm looking at here, that he was just doing an interview, and he said that he didn't think that Miko Rantanen was worked out as hard in the summer as he has in years past. He was... Spending a lot of time in Helsinki, wasn't really doing putting the work in, and he was asked about it and why he's got off to the slow start. He's a coach. He was Still asked, though, asked his opinion. Probably, I, I don't. To me, he's asked his opinion about what, why Miko Rannan is not playing well, and he answered it. And he's a guy that's also a coach, so he does know what he speaks of, whether it's fair to to Rantanen. Um, I'm not sure about that. All right, 746. We'll take a break. Coming up next, Bruno Monba Boys basketball coach Michael Wells joins us on the Jim Davis Show. Good morning, gentlemen. What are the haps? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking through the monument Wildcat sports on the Jim Davis Show. And Bruno Monba Boys basketball coach Michael Wells brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Michael Wells joins us. Good morning, Michael. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys? I'm doing fine. Appreciate the time as always. Uh, off to a, a really strong start. 6-0 and for your basketball team. Swept your games uh, that you played at the Warrior Challenge. And then uh, tournament play continued for you with the uh, the sweep of, of the, the games this past weekend. On the front range, 73-59. You beat Northfield uh, with 19 points from Daniel Thomason. To, to wrap up the weekend, uh, kind of take us through the start because certainly uh, they're they're trying to adapt. Your players are to your system, your way of doing things, a little more structured offense. And a six and zero mark, uh, I wouldn't say it's uh, it's been entirely a seamless transition, but it's it's been pretty good, hasn't it? With the with a six and zero record. Yeah, we're certainly you know pleased with the results we're seeing on the scoreboard, but you know we're also realistic enough to know that we have a lot of work to do and. The early part of the season is kind of always a challenge because, you know, we'll play 10 games in the first 20 days. It's almost half of our season, and we have very little practice time. Um, you know, this week was a bit of a unique tournament. You know, we played Wednesday, then we had all day Thursday off, then come back Friday, Saturday. So lots of time in the hotel, lots of time 
you know, trying to figure out what to do with the guys during the day, you know, in late games and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, it, it kind of grinded on us, I think, by the end of the week. But once the once the lights came on, you know, the guys were pretty focused. Um, and we're getting just a little bit better at what we ask them to do um, every game. You know, I think with some more practice time in the second semester, you know, we'll, we'll get there. But, you know, I think we earned a little respect beating some good teams over there, you know, certainly in the eyes of the East Slope guys. Um, you know, but there's still a lot of work to do. I don't think we're even close to as good as we can be. Daniel Thomason, of course, uh, all Southwestern League player, uh, off to a, a really strong start once again in his junior season, 19 points per game. He's uh, averaging 10 rebounds a contest, so it's a double-double right now for, for Daniel. But uh, your son, Jed, has played really well to start the season, 15 points per game, grabbing about five boards a contest and a couple of steals as well. And Max Orchard, has played well in double digits. So it's it's nice we got for Daniel Thomas and Michael, a couple of the players in double digits. It kind of takes the pressure off off Daniel Thomason. It does. And and you know, we've been fortunate to get, you know, a lot of scoring from Daniel and, and Max and Jet, you know, as they kind of continue to evolve into their roles and what we ask them to do. You know, early in the year I challenged Daniel you know, there's there's no reason that kid shouldn't be a double double kid, and and I just didn't think in previous years he had rebounded as as well as he could have, and um and you know he's taken I guess the challenge personally, and and you know 19 and 10 is a great a great weapon to have in your arsenal, um you know, and then you know Jet's evolution as a sophomore, having you know a year of experience under him, you know he's starting to understand a little bit more, and and Max has just always kind of been solid. And, you know, I think we still need to develop that four score a little bit. Um, you know, I think, you know, Austin will, will continue developing that role. He hasn't shot the ball well early in the season. Um, I think as he'd like to, but, you know, he's really, he's really bought in on the defensive end and kind of been that guy that, you know, we put on their best player to, to try and shut them down a little bit. And so everybody's still kind of figuring out, but we're, we're certainly thankful we got some guys that can, that can score the basketball. Um, for us. Michael Wells, coach of the Fruit of Monument Boys basketball team joining us. Uh, the uh, Wildcats play at the Palisade Winter Classic starting tomorrow. Uh, 4.30 tomorrow in the auxiliary gym. You get Delta, they're one and two, but that, that could be a intriguing matchup as far as Daniel Thomason against Tucker Johnson, who uh, starred for that uh, Delta State Championship football team on, on both the offensive and defensive line. 6'3", 235. Big guy, strong guy, physical guy. Also, pretty good basketball player, along with being a really good football player, and that'll be a, a fun matchup between those two bigs coming up tomorrow. Yeah, we're certainly looking forward to it. I mean, two great athletes. Um, you know, they've got another kid in the six-seven range that um, you know presents some issues with us anytime we have guys with that sort of size and physicality. Um, you know, some good guard play. Um, they're always a well-coached team. Um, you know, and and so you know, I think. The, the thing for us, seeing what potentially could be on, on the horizon, we've got to make sure, and, and I've been talking to him a lot about, you know, Delta deserves our, our undivided attention, um, you know, with, with goals we have and, and things we have in place in front of us. You know, I think you can get some complacency, you know, looking at other people's records early in the season, you know, especially teams that have football guys that have been out and haven't practiced much and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I think we've got a good test on our hands. Um, you know, uh, you got some guys that are, are sick from a long weekend last weekend. Not sure if everybody will be available. And so, 
Um, you know, we've been working hard to, to focus on Delta and, and give them our undivided attention for sure. And, um, you know, it's always nice to get that first one in a tournament, get in the winner's bracket, have a chance to win something. And, and I think that's what I like about this tournament, uh, the Palisade Winter Classic. I mean, you, you do crown a champion as a bracketed tournament, and uh, the other Valley teams, other Western Slope teams are playing in this, Michael. And I think it's a, it's a chance to see some really good competition right here with a, with a short trip out to Palisade. Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's unique because you could get, uh, you know, you could get a league team for us um, early in the season, which, you know, anytime you play a league team three times, in a year, something crazy can always happen within that. But, you know, then you've got a, a really talented Silver Creek and a really talented Mead team. You know, I think when I looked yesterday, they were three and four in 5A in terms of RPI. Um, you know, and as, as someone that's, you know, tried to make a conscious effort to up our schedule and our, our competition this year with last weekend's tournament, you know, you hope you can, you hope you can get a win that first game and, and get in that other side and, you know, play a really good league team or, or potentially get, you know, some of those RPI boosters that are here from the other side of the hill. And, um, you know, you just hope everybody can advance and, and you get a shot to do it. But, you know, that doesn't always happen if you don't take care of business in your opening round and, and you know, you look past teams. So, um, you know, we're, we're locked in and ready to go. And, and, you know, the tournament feels always a cool thing this time of year. And once again, it's uh, Roberto Monument taking on Delta 4.30 tomorrow in the Auxiliary Gym at Palisade High School for the Palisade Winter Classic. Michael, appreciate the time as always. Thanks for, for coming on this morning for a few minutes. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Michael Wells, coach of the Fruit Monument Boys Basketball Team, joining us today on uh, the Team Sports Network. All right. So a text or call us 970-242-1340. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kenny. Uh, Jim, I wasn't high. The machine was malfunctioning. It wasn't you, Kenny. Trust me. It wasn't you. If it was you, I would have been. We, we would have said something. What are you doing? What, what's, what's going on over Why there? Why are you taking are it you out okay? of the six-pack? Are you okay? Kenny, are you okay? I, I, Kenny, are you so okay? Wasn't you. Are you okay, Kenny? Uh, yeah. So, no, Kenny, I, I know it wasn't you. All right, because you do not dress... Like a hipster outdoors guy, with your as far Patagonia, as we know, with your Patagonia and your North Face <laughs> and every possible outdoor brand uh, that's out there. All right, we will take a break. Nothing's wrong wearing those clothes. It's just this guy had a lot of it on. All right, uh, hour two coming up next. Uh, we'll go around the NFL. Connor McGay, he will also join us next hour.